Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did Halloween 2, directed by Rick Rosenthal. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Um, not a lot. Not a lot. Really? Well, no, I, can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> that sounds bad, doesn't it? But I just can't remember what I've been doing. <laughs> so obviously it wasn't very exciting. No. been watching YouTube. YouTube? Yeah, I love a bit of YouTube. I watched an, uh, what was it? I think it was WrestleMania 14, Kane versus The Undertaker. Oh. And Steve Austin was refereeing it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really random, but yeah, it was good. I'm not sure who they are, but I recognise all of their names. You will do. They're, yeah, they were kind of my like my era of, of wrestling, like when I watched it when I was a kid. Kane's like the really tall guy in the red mask. Who's now a politician. Really? For... Yeah, and I think I think it's um, in Tennessee. Is it Knox County? He's a is a is like it was like a governor, I think, for a bit. Yeah, wow. I know it's random, isn't it? Well, it just goes to show wrestlers are not just wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, they have other skills. <laughs> mm. Yeah, really so random. Do. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. We went for a, we went for a walk the other day as well round uh, Mar Hospital. Just have really? a yeah, just have a nosy at the houses. Still think it's haunted. I'm convinced it's haunted. Oh, yeah. But it does look. It's really nice around there. It's lovely. But I was like, it's lovely, but haunted. <laughs> it is interesting when you get to have a look around, like um, 
mm. repurposed buildings or abandoned buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, I really, I really want to write a a film based on people living there and it's haunted. But I don't well, know. Well, you'd the... have plenty of material. Yeah, I know exactly. But I don't know the first mm. thing about writing a script. No idea. Well, it's, but, you just, know. it's just what people say. That it's pretty straightforward. Just make it up as you go. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be yeah, fine. That's dead easy. Dead it. easy to, to write a class script is dead easy. <laughs> I'll give it to somebody and they'll be like, has a five-year-old written this? What is this? Give it to um, Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. First draft. First draft. Here you go. <laughs> that's the problem with script writing. It's like it sounds dead easy. It's not at all. I think where it's understanding what's good or bad script. It's probably really, really hard unless you're very experienced at it. Yeah, yeah, that's it, I think. Well, I mean, you can tell if it was really, really bad, but, but an average or great script, yeah. it would be hard to tell. That's it, yeah. and it's like um, like adapting books as well. I think people think that's really easy, but it isn't at all. No. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I've got an, I've got an idea, so I might, I might try. Well, now's the time. This is it. We've all got time on our hands right now, so, you know, why not write a screenplay? Why not? Yeah. I feel like this lockdown has made me feel very creative and I've done, like, a lot of creative stuff, which I wouldn't normally do. so much. In, like, six months' time, there's going to be so many, like, publications and stuff, aren't there? Yeah, definitely. And, like, people who are quitting their careers to do, like, art or pottery and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Why not? Do what? Like, pottery sounds really, really great. But if you want a kiln, do you know how hot kilns get? They get in, they get they, to three thousand degrees. Yeah. It's like there's. I'm not getting involved in They're that. They're very, very expensive as well. The house will explode. <laughs> yeah. You have to put I'd it leave in it your... on overnight. If forgetting, and the house would literally <laughs> set on fire. Like, You'd have yeah. to like put it outside. Put it in your shed or something. Cool. Yeah. Can imagine like. It would be glowing overnight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Electricity bills. Oh my god, yeah, it'd be horrendous, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hell, maybe not then. Maybe you not. can get like you can get like pot like pots that sort of air dry, can't you? Yeah, you can get clay that air dry. Yeah, so, so maybe <clears throat> maybe go with that. That's safer. It's carving driftwood. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Why not? All this, all the things in lockdown. Uh, but in between all that crazy fun that we've had, <laughs> we watched Halloween 2, which was from 1981, directed by Rick Rosenthal. It scored a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, and the synopsis is... Set after the events of Halloween, Sheriff Brackett and Dr Loomis go on the hunt for Michael Myers. Laurie is rushed to hospital, and she is still in danger. She certainly is. She certainly is. So, <laughs> I thought I'd found it on YouTube, right? It said Halloween 2. Yeah. Right? So, I started watching it, and then I was like, these credits are exactly the same as Halloween. Why Why have they done this? Do, is this on purpose? Yeah, well, I didn't notice at this point. And then I was and like... It's like, they must just be recapping the first film. Yeah, and I was like, this isn't right. And And then it was like... But then it started saying, like, PJ Souls was in it and stuff, and I was like, this is the bloody first one. This isn't the second <laughs> one. So then... Because I was like... I watched all the way to the bit with the nurse at the hospital before it definitely clicked. 
So I was like, because I was writing notes and I was like, oh, they've made the credits exactly the same. And then I was like, no, it is the same. It is the first one. Oh my God, honestly. So then when we finally found the second one, it starts with Haddonfield and you get Mr. Sandman song, which like kind of bookends a film. And you get this sort of last little bit of Halloween one where she's saying, go to the Mackenzie's house. And the kids, like, run out screaming. I feel like there's a lot of horror films that have used that trope of go to the Mackenzie's house. <laughs> and I feel well, like there should, be a, I... there should be a film about the Mackenzie's. Yeah. What happens when all yeah, these people go to the house? Them. The one dependable family on the street. Yeah. They'd be like, why, why do people keep coming to our house? We're just trying to live our lives. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> so they run out screaming. And then uh, you get the, the sort of last bit where he shoots him. I counted how many times he shot him. He actually shot him seven times, not six times. He oh, says really? that he shot him so six he times. So he got an extra bullet from somewhere. Yeah, because I was like, there was an extra shot there. Like, unless he well, added it in by accident. I don't blame him for trying. Oh, yeah, Even I would have. It, it was a physical impossibility if he only had six. I, I would have shot him with everything. Not necessarily limited. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, so he, he, he shoots him and he falls onto the grass and then uh, they go to have a look and he's not there. And then, so it kind of starts from there kind of thing. So he's obviously gone yeah. on the run. And then... It's interesting that it's a horror film that literally takes place at the immediately end afterwards. the previous one. It's kind of good that I do quite like it. Five yeah. years later. Yeah, I do quite yeah. like that it's literally from... Then and yeah. it and it was done. I think it's like three years after the original one because I think that was nineteen seventy eight. But yeah, it's re- it's really good. So he cannot believe this because he shot him six times. He's indestructible. And, and he's just like, what is happening? And then the neighbour comes out because obviously there's a big commotion and there's been like gunshots yeah. and stuff. And he's like, what is going on? And then he's like, call the police. He's on the loose. He's run away. And he's like, this neighbour's like, is this a joke? I've been trick-or-treating. I've got, like, you know, trick-or-treaters. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. And then Loomis just goes, you don't know what death is. And then you get the Halloween music. Mm. I love it. I love it. Um, Donald Pleasance is not messed about. It is a serious night for Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance in the Halloween franchise gets increasingly insane as it goes along. Like, he's up here. The entire time. Yeah. It's amazing and I love it. Drama level. It's so good. Lines is great. It's so good. Like, I feel like the sequel, the sequels are kind of known for not being very good, but I feel like if you're going to take anything away from them, he is fucking perfection because it's amazing. <laughs> it's just so it crazy. Good. It's so good. So then we get the, the title card. So it's like, it is like the first one with the pumpkin and the titles and all this kind of stuff. I think... Alan Howarth did the music, but it's kind of he's taken John Carpenter's music, yeah, and kind of style. It's kind of the same but different. He's made it a little bit different, mm. but because I was listening to it and it seems a bit more like sort of electronic, and it seemed a lot more synthy this music. But and then a bit more drums, isn't it? Yeah, but then there's a bit where it sounds like he just basically pressed all the keys at once. <laughs> it's really weird it's just like in the middle of it, it's like Doo! and I was like what is that what is going on it's really odd but then we cut to breathing and we've got Michael Myers point of view and he's just walking around nobody has spotted him at this point he's just wandering around the streets 
Is he evading capture? I don't so know. Well? I don't know. Like he evades death and capture very well. Very, very well. Yeah, he's just basically wandering the streets. You sort of hear the sirens of the police kind of running around, and then it cuts to Lo- Loomis with the police, and he's like, "I shot him six times. I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human." And he's going absolutely insane, and everyone's like, "What are you on about? Just what?" Michael's just wandering around at this point. And he goes up to a window and there's a lady making a sandwich with the biggest knife that I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, the husband's having a nap while uh, Night of the Living Dead's on. I thought it was, I was like, so it's it's late in the day. It's like late evening. It's late evening, yeah. It He's must be asleep. like... Why are you making him a mayonnaise sandwich? A mayonnaise sandwich. already asleep. With a massive like knife. Yeah. It just seemed weird. Yeah. 11 o'clock sandwich. <laughs> yeah, with, with mayonnaise or mustard, whatever else. Oh. I don't know what else. Was it was like it. all the condiments of the fridge into this sandwich. What seems like at half eleven at night, pretty much. Yeah, no, ugh, crazy. So you hear this, this, this film's on, but then you hear the bulletin of of like there's been murders and there's victims and mental patients escaped and is at large, and then it cuts back to the night of the living dead. And it's the bit where he's like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. And she's like, shut up. And he's like, they're coming to get you. And then uh, we see, we go back to the kitchen and the knife's gone. The giant knife that she was using to make the sandwich for some reason. And then the lady screams and that's all you see. And then he leaves the house, Michael Myers, and he has the knife and he's just wandering the streets again. It kind of hides because the neighbour comes out because she heard a scream and she's like, are you all right? Because I think she says she, um, because she was on the phone, wasn't she? And she gets back on the phone and she was like, oh, I heard the next door screaming. They're probably arguing with each other because they do that all the time kind of thing. And then it kind of, it kind of uh, zooms sort of through the house and she's saying like her parents are away and she's on her own and all this lot. And then um, whoever's on the phone to us saying, oh, there's been loads of murders wherever. And she was like, oh, that's near where I live. That's a bit scary. And she's like, put the radio on. So she does. And then, uh, she hear, she hears about all these like murdered teens that's that's happened and she's kind of walking through and you can see him walk in the house because oh, nobody locks the doors. Fine. I would be locking my doors. Oh, I'd already have a lot. I don't wait for Halloween to lock. No, doors. I'd already have my doors they locked. Stay yeah, locked. definitely, yeah. especially late at night. And she's sort of saying, I can hear the sirens and stuff going off. Like they must be nearby. And then she's like, I wonder who, who it was. And she kind of leaves the phone and she walks off. And then he comes behind her and basically stabs her. Yeah. So she gets killed because that's, he was there. Well, that's just what he's like, isn't it? It's just it's just what he does. He just likes to kill he's people. He's not a nice guy. He's not a nice man. Yeah, no. that's it. I noticed the mask is different on this one. The eye holes seem to be really big and you can see his eyes in it. Because like in the... Yeah. In the original, you can't see his eyes, so it kind of makes him look more... Yeah. He's, like, less human, I guess. Like You just get, like, a black hole in the Just original. a black hole, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, this one, like, his eyes are literally right there. I was like, well, that's a bit weird. So, the script was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, but I feel like he didn't want to direct it for some reason. Right. I think he had a vision of what it was... It, was going to be this franchise. It was kind of going to be... Uh, each film was a different story set on Halloween. 
So it was going to be like a different, like a different person every time or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, because like Halloween three has nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. It's to do with. Is not? No, no, it's totally different. But it was all oh, going to be like that, it. and that's what he wanted. But then I feel like because obviously the eighties franchises kind of were a big thing so people were like yeah you know michael myers let's make him into a franchise and do loads of sequels and and i I feel like he kind of wasn't in it as as much as he probably wanted to be he was a bit like well i'll write this script but so i think some i can't remember who who somebody dropped out basically and then rick rosenthal ended up getting the job because he was in the same company basically and he kind of stepped in and did it I don't, I'm not sure what, he's directed a lot of TV from what I looked at. He did direct an episode of Greek, which I kind of loved, because I loved Greek, it was great. And Is that one Kelsey Grammer? No, but it does have Kelsey Grammer's daughter in it. That's what I'm thinking of. Though. Yeah. Uh, Skip Schoolnick produced it, and I, and I was like, he sounds really familiar, and it's because he produced Angel as well. So, yeah, he's done quite a bit of stuff. But... I feel like nobody was kind of excited about having a sequel. They didn't really want... That's not what they wanted for it to go, yeah. And I think John Carpenter wanted to do The Fog instead of this. He wanted to do that and then they were basically like, well, sort this out and then you can do The Fog. We'll let you do that afterwards. So he kind of... Yeah, so he kind of of compromised and did it. Um, But like, he... Yeah, he sort of... He sort of wrote the script as a, as a sequel, but I think it wasn't his kind of thing. He just kind of reamed off a script because that's yeah. what they wanted kind of thing. So, But to be fair, I think it's quite enjoyable. Like, as yeah. a... Yeah, you know. So, so, yeah, so the police arrive at the house. They stretch a lorry out of the house and she's basically catatonic. Like, she's just mm. not she's moving not, at all. Yeah, she's, she's like, oh. upset. Yeah, so... She gets into the ambulance and then she's like, don't put me to sleep. Because they're, they're kind of wanting to give her something to calm her down. And she's like, don't put me to sleep, yeah. which I can kind of understand. So then it cuts to the hospital and it's a mum taking the kid to the hospital because they've had an accident. And I didn't know what this was at first. I was like, what the hell have they done? But then I realised it's a razor blade in the roof of the mouth. So it's somebody's put razor blades in the sweets. You know, like that uh, urban legend, and I was like, "Ah, uh, that makes sense." I, yeah, because oh, it did, because it didn't horrible. make sense to me at all, and I was like, "What is happening?" Like, but yeah, it's a, it's a razor blade, like in the roof of your mouth. Do that. I know it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. So they're kind of going in. This kid's bleeding all over the place, and the ambulance arrives, and uh, they uh, they get her into the hospital for this man to look at this doctor, the drunk doctor. Because apparently he's been just drinking, and then he's like, "Oh, let's do a bit of doctoring now." Oh, can I have another coffee? And they're just like, "Oh, oh, oh, you, yeah, like he does it all the time." It's really weird. It's not and, a very uh, good way to run a hospital, is it? No. And then uh, I, lo- I love when uh, it, it's really weird because, like, um, they go in, and then one of the nurses is like, "Oh, look, it's Laurie Strode." Like, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and I was like, that's really Everyone weird. Knows why, have yeah. you do- why have you done that? Um, and then they're basically like, oh, well, we'll give her an injection and then we can, like, reset her. I think her shoulder's, like, popped out and stuff. And she's like, I don't want to be put to sleep. Don't put me to sleep. So 
in this meantime, we've got the sheriff and Loomis driving around looking and he's, the sheriff's basically saying it's your fault because you let him out. And he's like, I didn't let him out. I told everyone not to let him out. That is what I've been trying to do the entire time. And then, and then uh, I think he's, he says something about him being a, a man or something. He's like, he's not a man. So he's, he's, he's not. He's the, not cool. No. So the guy who plays Michael Myers is a guy called Dick Warlock. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Thought that made you laugh. Um, he is a, a stunt coordinator by day. It's a stuntman. Mm. So what happened was he went to audition for to like get this stunt role, basically. Yeah. And he found the mask laying in laying about in this room so he put it on and then went to rick rosenthal's room to sort of see him so he went he walked in didn't say anything and then he was like what is it what is happening who are you and then he was like oh it's just me it's me i'm just I'm just messing about and then uh, funny. Yeah. and then he's kind of like and then he sort of says well i'm here to do the stunts but is there any reason why i couldn't play him as well because he doesn't speak or act really he just walks around yeah, yeah you just you need someone who's like got physical acting ability not mm-hmm. voice acting that's it it's very much like uh jason from the friday the 13th they were always played mm-hmm. he was always played by stuntmen so like he did yeah. his own stunts and stuff so yeah he was like yeah all right Let's do that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And I, uh, I did a bit of research on him. He was a stunt driver for the film The Love Bug. <sighs> I love that. I was like, I love that film. It's so good. I've not seen it. Yeah. I haven't even seen the Lindsay Lohan remake. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was all right, to be that. fair. It was okay. It was okay. So Donald, Donald Pleasance apparently did Halloween as kind of a, a favour. He basically did it because he'd seen Assault on Precinct 13, which was like the first film that he did. Oh, right. And from that, he was like, yeah, well, I'm definitely in to do this. And apparently his daughter was like really into John Carpenter films and stuff. So that's why he did it, which I thought was quite nice. Isn't it weird when film the, the process that makes a film what it is, or like the actors and who's mm. directed it, just seems like coincidence and chance and like so random. It's like it's hard to believe anything gets made at all. With Yeah, that's like, it. And it's all that kind of everything falls into place at that right time to yeah. get. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. And then you kind of start hearing about, you know, well, it could have been this person in it or it could have been this person in it and, and it had been yeah. totally different. Like Titanic and stuff. Yeah. Like loads of people auditioned for mm-hmm. the parts of like Jack and Rose in Titanic. I think, I can't remember it, it was just like loads of horror yeah. people. Yeah. And it would be totally different. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's so weird. Yeah. I don't, I like the amount of sort of red tape and stuff you've got to go through. I'm surprised yeah. that anything ever gets made, to be honest. Scheduling conflicts. Mm hmm, exactly. So the uh, the hospital is a hospital in Pasadena. But apparently it's really near um a flight path. So oh, right. Yeah, so they had they had yeah. real problems with filming it because they'd be filming and then they'd get a plane which would just ruin all the yeah. sound. So they basically had to get somebody on the roof to sort of say, It's quiet, you can film at <laughs> each time. I was like, Oh my god, that's well annoying. Yeah. So Loomis and uh, Sheriff Brackett are driving around and then they see somebody dressed as Michael Myers. So he's like, stop the car! And then the... That's uh, clearly not him, though, because that person is... A lot smaller. Yeah, he's tiny. 
they 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 sort of get out and he Loomis gets gets his gun because he's like I'm gonna unload in this guy again and he's like stop stop I'll shoot and then basically they they this person looks towards them but then gets hit by a car into another yeah. car and then it all uh, bursts into flames and then they're like oh it, oh dear oh it goes from not to a hundred yeah it's just way, like isn't it? it it sets on fire really fast that car i was just like that would be like me being like i'm gonna get a kill <laughs> i'm gonna get a kill and it's a good idea it Five will not later. set my house on fire flames <laughs> and then uh, so then they're like is it him is it him i hope it was him because if it isn't then we are very bad police people doing our job. Like, unfortunate coincidence, though, before they've released what he looks like, mm. what Michael looks like, um, this guy is, presumably by coincidence, dressed just like him. Yeah, and it's a strange it's a strange costume, but it must yeah. be, a co- in this world, that is a costume, which is weird. Yeah, yeah really... so no one knows what the Michael Myers... In this, yeah, in this, in this world, a whited out William Shatner mask is an actual thing. Yeah, weird, Mm. but I kind of like it. So, so they're kind of debating whether it is or it isn't him. This guy's like on fire, and they're like, "Oh God, I don't even know." Then one of the policemen comes, and they were like, "We've found loads of bodies." And then, Mm. and then he, and he's like, "One of them was Annie," and he says it really weird. Oh, it's horrible! And he's like, "Oh!" So then they have to go, obviously, to the house to see what's going on. Then it cuts back to the hospital. The kid, the kid's out. He's had that razor blade taken out of his mouth, but his mouth is a bit numb. And then they go home, and that's it. I don't, I don't really know why they're there, to be honest, because. We don't add anything to the story. But the ho- the hospital's really quiet. And uh, a guy goes to see Laurie, who we learn is Jimmy, who basically visits her all the time in this film. Yeah. When she's out, like, she's sedated or whatever. And, uh, it's a bit weird. Yeah. And then it... Because I thought, I thought, like, that she knew him and they were friends, but I don't think she does particularly know him. She, I think she only she knows him from this. here. Little brother. Is that what it is? That's what he said when they got in the ambulance. I think if we uh-huh. talk about we talk about the curly the curly haired guy. Tell the two ambulance drivers apart because they both look yeah pretty much no it's yeah 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 the curly the curly haired one Jimmy yeah yeah ah right okay but and he's like I'll go get you a drink and she's like okay then person I don't really know but then I was like she likes Ben Tramer she's not interested in you she's all about Ben Tramer because we learned this from the first one. Michael Myers is believed to have burned to death. Problem solved. He's out of the picture now. Yeah. (laughs) There's a media circus outside the house. Like, everyone's there. And it's crazy. The sheriff has to go and identify Annie, his daughter, which is really sad. And he, like, shuts her eyes because her eyes are open and he shuts her eyes. Oh, Oh, it's horrible. And then he's like, I've got to tell my wife before she finds out from somebody else, basically, which is really horrible. Yeah. And then and then he's like, damn you, you let him out. And then I feel like he's like, for the last time, I didn't. I didn't. I was trying to keep him in. Don't so, time. yeah, so basically they say, they kind of still debate, they think it's him, but they're not actually sure. And they're like, well, if it isn't him, there's going to be more slaughter. It's going to be bad. And then he kind of sort of saying, like, he doesn't have any conscience. He doesn't have any reason. It just, you know, it just kills people. It's not, you yeah. can't do anything about it, basically. And then 
they're basically saying, well, he might still be out there. And then they're like, right, well, we need to go to the coroner's office and see who this person is as to whether it is him. It's clearly not him because he's tiny compared to him. Clearly not him, yeah. And then we get a guy with a boombox who conveniently has radio Uh, news on. A special hat. Convenient radio news on it. (laughs) Yeah. Why on Halloween would you be walking around with a boombox? Listening to the news, the local Listening to the local news. Oh. You would, you'd be listening to music, surely. Unless, I suppose, if it's before the times of having tapes. But they had tapes back then, didn't they? Yeah. But then yeah. if you were listening to the radio, you'd be listening to music, not the news. It's really weird. But a convenient way to give news to everyone. Yeah. So, so then we get these two girls who were going home from a party and one of them's like I need to get to work I'm gonna be late and then the other one's like whoa whoa hang on a minute you need to drive me home you need to take me home because you said that you would she's like I'm gonna be late for work and she's like well you promised you promised me that you would so she ends up taking her home she's got a lovely car this is the first of lovely cars that were in this film they're all really nice cars yeah yeah I love them so boombox man's still wandering around and it says that there's been a teenager taken to the Memorial Clinic, which is Laurie Strode, but Michael Myers yeah. is about and he hears this. So he's like, ooh, well, maybe I'll go there then. So off he goes. how astute he seems to be, despite the fact that he was locked up. For 15 years. Yeah. yeah, he seems to be really, like, yeah, he knows, like, knowledgeable and able to evade capture. And able to drive. Yeah. That said, he doesn't yeah. drive in this one. But he did drive yeah, in the second did, one. He did. He drove in, the, and he like. It's almost like if you. It's like he knows everything that's going on. He's he's got his head screwed on more than you would think. Hospital. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He knows. He knows what's going on. The police go past him, but obviously they ignore him because they think he's dead. And you get this like shot of him walking down the street, and you're kind of like just behind him walking down the street. And then, uh, so he makes his way to the hospital, basically, because the news told him that Laurie was there. Yeah. So, apparently, there's a few people, I think it's the nurse and Bud, and somebody else were, like, students of Rick Rosenthal, so they got hired to be in the film, which was quite nice, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think at this point, she'd just started to get really famous and... Mm. kind of ramped up she had to wear a wig because she had a sort of trademark short yeah. crop at the time so she had to wear a wig but yeah apparently she yeah she she sort of came she sort of came back but like she's not really in it all that much like she's kind of when she is in it yeah, she's she, unconscious <laughs> yeah she's almost like the characters in it but the actress isn't in it yeah as much yeah everything is That's like it. leading towards her being attacked that's it yeah she's, she's not actually actively yeah. doing anything she's in the hospital yeah and the uh the costume because i watched like a, a making of and the costume designer was saying like obviously because it's set in a hospital she had a hospital gown on so she was like so this was difficult because normally hospital gowns are basically like tied at the back aren't they open at the back yeah oh. so she was like so obviously oh. that's not feasible when you're running Especially around, she's going to be running away in a lot of scenes. Yeah. So she actually made like a hospital gown. It's like a dress almost, isn't it? Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, she had to wear this wig as well. So there you go. <laughs> we cut to Jimmy, and he's watching TV in the staff room, I think. And then it cuts to the guard. The guard's kind of reading, and he's got some kind of horror film on the 
TV and he lets the the nurse in who's running late. So then it goes back to the staff. Um, and then one of it, one the sort of other girl saying she she was talking to her friend and her friend saw him the day before, like before everything happened. She was like, I saw this guy and it looked a bit weird and, and all this kind of stuff. Then, uh, is it Ka- I think it's Karen. She comes in and flirts with Bud and then she's like, oh, I'm late. I've got to get onto the, mm. onto the floor or whatever it is. And then he sings this stupid song about Amazing Grace. Apparently, they needed a song which they didn't have to pay rights to. And then, uh. <laughs> so then, uh, so it was basically royalty free. So then they were like, right, Amazing Grace is royalty free. But then they were like, sing it like Bud would sing it. So then he kind of made up his own stuff. He's a bit of an idiot, this guy. And then he's he's sort of talking to Jimmy and Jimmy's banging on about Laurie. And he's like, don't ever get involved with a patient. That is really weird. Don't do it. But nurses, on the other hand, are fair game. That's fine. <laughs> All right, then. So yeah, people who you work with a fair game. No, thank you. Do you know what that at work's complicated enough as it is without at on top? Yeah, exactly. No, it's not for yeah. me. It's not for me. He so he's in this hospital and he's kind of watching people going about the business and it turns out he's in the baby unit at this point because there's all the little babies like in the little pots and then I was th- and then it got me thinking about babies in horror films and then like. <sighs> When they're older, like them sort of being yeah. like, you were in this film, that was you. You were in this film. You were held by a famous person, and I feel like that's yeah. kind of cool. This uh, this nurse, I think it's Karen, she uh, she gets told off by the other nurse for being late, and she's like, you're always she like... She does get a bit of a telling off. She does, and... But at least she's a good nurse. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. So, yeah, she, get, she gets told off for being late, and, you know, you, you're meant to start your shift at whatever time blah 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 then jimmy's gone back to laurie's room again because he can't leave her alone he's in there all the time he tells her that it was michael myers that was after her because she didn't know who it was obviously yeah it was just a nameless just a faceless person faceless yeah so and then she's like what that kid who killed his sister like what and then and then he's like yeah yeah it was him he, he escaped like the um the mental facility and then she's like well why has he gone after me i don't really understand that and then i think they were trying to get in touch with her parents but they weren't sure where they were at as well yeah. to tell them that she was there where are they where are they, the parents the i know right with the doctor but um yeah they, where, did, where did they go after that i know so the um i think the nurse is saying that there's trouble with the phone she's having trouble with phones so the security guard goes to check and he goes into, I don't know if it's like a basement or whatever, whatever it is, to try and see what's going on with these phones. And he sees, the he opens like a bin, I think. There's like loads of blood in it. So he's, well, that's clearly he's kind of suspicious about that. And the then... The work of Michael Myers. Yeah, and then uh, I think the he opens a... from Wayne's World. The actor from Wayne's World. He is in yeah, this. Michael Myers. Is oh. he? No, not him. What? The other one. Garth. I think he's in this. Is he? Yeah, I is think he? I think so. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. You've just oh. reminded me. I think he's like one. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. 
Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online, or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. One of the... When, um... Elena Carvey. Yeah, when they're doing, um... I think it's, like, the news interviews. I think it's this one, and he's stood, like, in the foreground somewhere. You only see, like, the back of his head. But, yeah. So he worked with Michael Myers before he worked with Mike Myers. Michael Myers, Myers. yeah. (laughs) That's mad. Oh, I'd totally forgotten about that. That just reminded me. I'm sure it's this one. I need to watch it again and see. He looks in this cupboard and he gets a cat scare. I don't know where the cat has come from in a hospital, but... These cats in these films pop out, don't they? They just pop out. They're all over the place. Cats in films, Mm -hmm. yeah. But then cats in reality are also all over the place. That's true, yeah. So it's feasible, yeah. So he he gets that scared by this cat that he falls down. He just falls down. He is still looking and it kind of looks like somebody's broken in, but he doesn't really know Mm. where they are or whatever. She she's trying to get in touch with him on a walkie because they give her a walkie and she's like, I can't use this. How do you use this infernal machine? It's terrible. So then he's just wandering around, obviously by himself, and then uh, old Michael Myers comes and hits him with a hammer. So that's him got. She she's not getting any response from this walkie-talkie. So she's like, Oh, for God's sake, right? I'm going back to my job because I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. So then. We're back at the coroner's office with the body who may or may not be Michael Myers. It isn't. The guy says, I think he's looking at his teeth and he says that this guy is probably like 17 or 18 years old and then Loomis is like, well, Michael Myers is like 23, so it's definitely not him. Did you find the outfit of the dentist quite interesting? Sort of like a big... Oh, I don't know. ...knitted thing, like with a massive collar. Hmm. I didn't notice, really to be fair. It struck me as something a dentist who's been called out to examine a body at a morgue would not wear. <laughs> like, I'd never like wear this. You, like, it was literally the least likely thing someone in that situation would be wearing. Like a big, It was like a big yeah. sort of knit 
Ah, with a huge collar. That's weird. It was weird. No, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, how odd. So they basically come to the conclusion that it isn't him now. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it isn't actually him. And he's like, well, I told you this before. So they're like, right, we need to go have a look for him. Between this, there's chaos at the old Myers house. There's people throwing rocks and yelling and pitchforks and all that kind of stuff. It's all very crazy. So It is. The mob has landed. They're furious. So they get there. The police come and they're like, we've swept the house and there's nobody in there. And then basically Loomis is saying, so he came back here after 15 years. He was basically biding his time all that time. Just sat not speaking, not communicating mm. and just waiting for the opportunity to get out, basically. And he was like, the staff were unprepared because they were so used to him being so yeah. placid and quiet they didn't yeah. well, if think he was a threat doesn't really move for 15 years you would that's it. obviously be surprised when they did eventually move yeah. yeah that's it and then and then a guy comes and he's like um ben tramer's not got home yet and they're like all oh, right how old is ben tramer and they're like he's 17 he uh he left a party and he had a mask on and they're like oh oh no Ooh. So, basically, they've killed Ben Tramer. They've killed Laurie Strode's potential boyfriend, is what they've done. For shame on you. So then, It's been an awful night, hasn't it? It's it just hasn't been stopped. terrible. Literally, it's taken two, two films in one night. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. So they're That's all kind of like, they're like, oh, oh no, this is bad. And then someone comes and they're like, there's been a break-in in the, in the school. So they're like, oh, well, we better go see that and not talk about this anymore because that, that'll definitely be him yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no crime apart from michael myers on yeah, this one night I he's know. the perpetrator of everything that takes place in town tonight yeah i know right <laughs> it cuts back to the hospital and the nurse is doing rounds, and then she gets scared by bud because he's just messing about i don't actually know yeah. what his role is in this hospital he doesn't appear to do any work certainly doesn't but apparently she likes him it seems like she likes him so he's like let's go to the therapy room and she's like i can't i've got to keep an eye on these little babies and then he's like oh it'll be fine as a nurse yeah little defenseless babies yeah and also there's a killer on the loose keep an eye on your little babies and then he's like oh it'll be fine let's go anyway not be fine i know exactly the opposite of fine. And then, so she's like, oh, well, I guess so. We could probably uh, go. If, if I do a check and everything's fine, then, yeah, all right then. So then we get this, like, weird dream that Laurie's having of, I assume, her visiting him in hospital. Yeah. Which kind of... I feel like from this point now, the franchise goes insane. Like, it's there. It's from there, it just loses the plot. Yeah. Goes insane. And then it cuts to the therapy room, which apparently is a massive hot tub. Fine. Yeah. A metal, metallic... A metal like a steel hot, tub. hot tub. Yeah. A steel hot tub. Looks like a giant, one of those kidney bowl things that they put people's, like, organs yeah. in after they remove them during surgery. It does. It really does. Apparently the, uh, the tub was filled with cold water. It was very cold. And basically, he was like, I think he got, he wanted to be in it, but they they didn't want him to be in it. And Rick Rosenthal, I think, vouched for him and said, no, I want this guy in it. So basically, yeah. he was like, this guy vouched for me, I'll do whatever he wants, I don't care, I'll do it, it's Fair fine. Enough. So, 
So they're in this uh, cold hot tub and they're having a kiss and then she's like, it's too hot, you need to go check. So he goes to check the heat and the heat's been turned up. So he's trying to turn it down, but Michael Myers is there and he strangles him while she's in the hot tub. So you get this, like, she's in the hot tub, but then in the corner of your eye, you can just see him getting murdered. Yeah. It's it's the only time when you haven't been able to hear someone, like, calling for help because they're being murdered because of the hot tub bubbles. Yeah. So she's just sort of sat there for a bit and then she's like, are you coming back in or what? What's going on? And then... And then she decides that she's had enough anyway. She's like, I think I'm going to go back to work because I'm kind of done with this. And then she gets a hand on her shoulder. But it's not Bud, it's Michael Myers. Also, his, hands, his hands look really dirty. And then she puts Ugh. one of them in her mouth. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> so she she's like, I'm going to go back to work. Shall we have breakfast in the morning, like when we finished our shift? But obviously she doesn't get a reply. Puts his hand in her mouth apparently that was improved and he was a bit like oh, what what is happening <laughs> but it kind of worked with the the sort of feel of it because he would kind of be like oh shit what's going on I don't, i'm a bit confused but then uh she yeah she she sort of doesn't realize it's him and then i think does she like turn and look and realize that it's not bud yeah and then basically he drowns her in this scalding water and it's like she gets all these like boils on her face and stuff it's horrible it's awful and then she dies and then i was like who's gonna look after the babies there's no one to look after the babies yeah the little little teeny babies so much bad stuff tonight i know so the uh the police and loomis are at the school and they see that there's been a break-in i think there's like a hole in the window there's a knife through a picture of a, a family and it's a sister. Yeah, mm. boring, yeah. And then on the chalkboard it says Sam Hain on it. And they're like, what is that? What are you even on about? Gibberish, oh, it's gibberish. And then Loomis it's is not. like, it isn't. It's uh, Lord of the Dead. The festival of Sam Hain is the 31st of October, so it's Halloween. Um, And then I think this this woman appears. I think she's in the first one. And she's part of the Smith's Grove sanitarium people. Mm. Oh, yeah, she is. She's the nurse from the first one. Because mm-hmm. I recognise, because I saw her yeah, in trying yeah. to watch this film. I accidentally watched the beginning of the first one, and it was her. Ah, yeah. She still smokes. <laughs> still smokes, yeah. yeah. Still so, smokes. Well, I suppose it's, it's been one day, hasn't it? So I, I don't know why I'm surprised. It's been a rough it's night. Rough I can night. see why you would want a yeah. cigarette, to be fair. She's like, I have to talk to you, Loomis. You've been ordered back to Smith's Grove. Because he's escaped and they're not happy with you. Again, not his fault. Again. He told everyone to keep him in there. Yeah. He wasn't even there. The only person who said mm-hmm. how dangerous Leave he is. Loomis alone. Just leave him alone. So he he's basically saying, nobody listened to me. They should have listened to me. And now he's escaped. It's not my fault. And then uh, he's like, just tell him you couldn't find me. Just tell him that you couldn't find me. And that's it. And she's like, well, no, there's a marshal outside. You're coming with me, basically. So he's like, fine. I suppose so, then. So then it cuts back to the hospital again. And Jimmy goes to Laurie again while she's asleep. Stop doing that. It's weird. It's creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. And then uh, he's like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. She's basically catatonic at this point because Mm. she's traumatised. And I think 
she's had some meds and the nurse comes in and he's like she's she doesn't look right and they're like oh no like i think she's had a reaction to her meds or something mm. so then uh she this nurse tries to go find dr mixter the uh the drunk doctor she's like it's an emergency it's an emergency we need you we need you and then she goes into like the i think it's like the staff room or whatever it is and he's sat watching tv like facing the tv and she can't see him and then she's like it's an emergency laurie's reacted to her meds we need you to come quick but there's no answer and i feel like she's like do you want to answer me like you're a doctor what are you doing Yeah. yeah so then uh, she turns the chair but he's dead i think he's got something stuck in his head or something Uh, so then she's like oh no and then you get this really good shot and it's like it's all dark and she stood there but then he kind of comes out of the shadows and just appears like oh it's really creepy and then uh she gets what she get oh she gets a needle in her eye or head doesn't she oh it's horrible so apparently this woman they did this uh, needle in the head thing and and she fell down but when she fell she hit her head on a cabinet and she was bleeding all over the place and then she was like use it use it use it just use it and then it's like rugby players who refuse to be sent off the pitch because they've got like a nosebleed or something yeah and they're like no we we can't use this we can't use this this is terrible so she had stitches on her eye. So the scene in the cafeteria was filmed after this. So all of her angles are kind of to the side, so you can't see <laughs> her well, well, head. Now you've got to improvise in the, the film industry. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. she was like, yeah. <laughs> so use it, use it. We can't, you might be unconscious. You might have concussion. We need to take you to our actual hospital. She was in a hospital, Probably. She's a tough actress. Yeah, I know, yeah. I love that. It did make me laugh, that. So, so Jimmy Jimmy sort of goes to find someone because obviously nobody's come back at this point, but he doesn't know what's going on. And then the the blonde nurse who's on the desk at the front hears a noise, so she starts to kind of wander around. I feel like this hospital is very understaffed because there was only like four yeah. people there. No, maybe five. Yeah. Five. It's not a lot, is it? So... Michael Myers is kind of walking through the halls and you get this POV shot of him going through. And he goes into a room where it looks like somebody is asleep or we look, it looks like Laurie is asleep. And he's got a scalpel. He stabs at this body. But then we realise that it's a pile of pillows because she knew that he was coming for she her. She knew. She knew. Good thinking. So she's on the move. She's kind of... She's a bit injured. I think she's been sedated so she's not kind of fully all there and I was like how scary would that be if you had to like run for your life when you've been sedated I couldn't yeah. with a, an injured ankle as well just to I've had general anaesthetic before and I can't keep my eyes open like it just knocks me it yeah. knocks me for yeah. it takes me like a couple of days to come round so I would yeah. definitely not be able to escape anything so the nurse goes back to check on Laurie but obviously she isn't there because she's done a runner and then she, yeah, Laurie goes into a room and tries the phone, but there's no phones. The phones aren't working. But she can hear somebody coming, so she kind of hides behind this, like, door thing. Does well. And basically curls up in a ball and passes out for a bit because <sighs> of the sedation. Then it kind of, it cuts to Loomis. Loomis has been taken by this nurse back to Smith's Grove. And then the police are sort of carrying on looking 
for him. The, ner- the nurse at the hospital is trying to find anyone, but the hospital is so understaffed and also everyone is dead. So she can't find anybody. I feel like Jimmy Jimmy pops out from somewhere and absolutely scares the shit out of her somewhere. And she's like, do not sneak up on me. What are you doing? And then he's like, everyone's gone. I don't know where Laurie is. We need to find her. And then he's sort of looking around and he finds... He goes into he goes into a room and he finds the head nurse who was telling off that other woman. Yeah. Sort of laying down on a table and he's like, that's a bit weird. What's going on? Gets gets a bit nearer, realizes she's got like um one of those tubes to like let blood out on her, and she's just been bled out basically. Oh. And then, bear in mind, what a horrible thing to do. Bear she in was mind, such a sassy nurse lady too. I can't imagine that that was easy for him to do, but no. that happened. So what happened is right. He's walked right up to her. At this point, he's he's basically right next to her, but then realises what's going on and looks down and there's loads of blood on the floor and then he falls in it. And I'm like, you've just been walking all over that. You've literally walked yeah. all over it and not fallen. And how have you managed to fall in it? Oh, my God, honestly. Yeah, so he, he's obviously disturbed because he's fallen in a pool of blood. Yeah, well, yeah, you would be, wouldn't you? The, um, the, other, the other nurse has managed to get outside because there's some weird stuff going on and she is out. She's like, right, I've tried to start my car. Car won't start. Can't get out. So then she gets out and has a look and all the tyres have been slashed. Tyres? And then oh. she looks at the other cars and all their tyres have been slashed as well. All the lovely cars and the thing. He's been busy, thing. hasn't he? Oh, yeah. He's not daft, yeah. like, considering, yeah. like, he's quite calculated. So she is, yeah, she basically takes the stance of, oh, well, I'll go back in then because I can't escape. Laurie wakes up from her little sort of drug sleep and goes on the move again. And she's kind of walking down this long corridor and she turns around and sees the nurse because the nurse is behind her. But then she gets got by Michael Myers because he appears behind her and stabs her and lifts her up and her clogs fall to the floor. Yeah, which oh, poor little clogs. The, um, the costume designer wanted that to happen because she thought it would be quite funny. And it did. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I loved it. So then... Laurie starts to kind of run away because obviously he's there. And then, yeah, she's like running at full pelt and he's just sauntering along down the corridor like he's he got all the time. He always catches up to them. No matter how fast someone is, he could just stroll along and catch up to them. But we know from Leslie Vernon it's because they do cardio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing his cardio. So she can't get in any of these rooms. She finds the guard dead, like, strung up by something. I think it's like there's like a sort of warning light on him or something. It's really weird. And then she manages to sort of get through this tiny window to escape this room where he is. I noticed as well in this hospital, as well as it being incredibly understaffed, there is a lot of shit everywhere on the floor. Like there's it's not a tidy hospital. Yeah. There's not a. It's not a tidy hospital. There's just stuff yeah. everywhere. It's insane. So. She manages to get through this window and gets to a lift and he's kind of walking towards her while she's trying to get into this lift. It's very similar of the first one when she was trying to get in the house and she was trying to yeah. get Tommy to let her in. So she manages to get in and it closes just in time. Phew. And then she manages to get outside and gets in a car and basically hides in the footwell of the car. Yeah. It's another lovely car as well. I feel like that's nice, like red a red one, nice yeah, red there one. Were some good cars, really nice cars. Mm. 
They also they reminded me of um, Christine. They were all like very oh, Christine esque. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. It cuts to Loom- Loomis and the nurse in the car, and then he's basically saying, "I told you so. I told you so." And then, and then she's like, "Oh well, there's something else that you need to know that nobody's told you." But then he's he's talking about like fire rituals and druids and all this kind of stuff because of this Sam Sam Hain <laughs> thing because of this Sam Hain thing that he wrote on the board. And he's like, 2,000 years later, we've come no further. It's not goblins. It's the unconscious mind." And then he says that we're all afraid of the darkness within ourselves. And wow. then. And then she's like, there's a secret file. And he's like, what? And he's like, there's a secret file on Michael Myers. And uh, the guy at the Smith's Grove has opened it. And it was it was a top secret thing. And it turns out that Laurie Strode is actually Michael Myers' sister. And she got adopted after the murders. Because there's two years, I think there's two years difference. She's like two years younger than him. So she mm. got adopted after after this all happened. And then they... Why is he obsessed with killing his own sisters? Nobody knows. The Strodes said that they wanted all the information to be concealed to protect her from it because we don't want her to know because that kind of um, stuff kind of follows you around. Yeah. And then, uh, so then he's like, oh my God. And he's like, where's she at? Where's, where have they taken her? And they've t- taken her to that memorial hospital. And he's like, turn around. And then but he's like, I can't do well, that. Well, you think she'd be safe in a hospital, but no. He's like, I can't do that. And he's like, you turn this car around. And then he's like, he says something about, um, you know, when people fire a warning shot and basically blast through the window. And he's yeah. like, you turn this car around. The window. Yeah, I love it. I do not mess with Donald. Donald Pleasance is only like a shade away from Michael Myers' level of commitment. He's a, he's a man of action, is, no, I, is Donald Pleasance. He's the same coin. To be fair to him. I'd want him there in a crisis. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. You'd want him in a crisis, wouldn't you? As oh my God, it, yeah. You would want him day to day. You'd want him in a crisis. In a crisis, yeah. I'd yeah. like to think on a on a day to day, he has this level of of urgency yeah. about him as well. Like, yeah. where's my cup of tea? Bang. <laughs> Warning shot. I love it. It's amazing. So the car turns around because, you know, he's like, yeah, I've just been too. pretty much yeah. shot. At. I'm going. And so they go to the hospital. So it cuts back to Laurie is hiding in this car and Jimmy gets in this car with her. And then uh, he's like, we're getting out of here. We're going to get out of here. And then he just kind of slumps onto the car horn and it beeps. Mm. See, I was unsure whether he died or fainted because Mm. you can't see anything that would indicate that he's been like stabbed or anything. I I just assumed he'd fainted. But actually, the original ending was that she was in the ambulance and there's a sheet that pops up and it's Jimmy and he survived. So actually, he isn't dead. So there you go. But they didn't use... I don't know why they didn't use it. I think they kind of did it as like... Because people like to use that sort of last sort of jump scare when everything goes back to normal. But then they were like, we're not going to do that. We're not using it. So, So technically, he does survive. But then... She she can't get this car to start, so she gets out because obviously they've all been sabotaged. And she's basically crawling on the floor at this point. And she sees Loomis pull up in the car. And she's like, help, help. But they can't hear her. And they all go in. And she's basically just lying on the floor like, oh, help me. So they um, they get in and they, they check all the rooms. He tells a woman to shut up because he's like up here. And he's like, shut up. 
Yeah. Check these rooms. Maximum pleasance. <laughs> maximum pleasance. I love it. Peak pleasance. I love it. <laughs> so she she heads back towards the hospital, does Laurie, but she sees Michael Myers. So she runs to the door, but she can't get in because the doors are locked now. So then she's like, ah, let me in. And it's that's like the first one again. Loomis lets her in. And uh, they're all kind of stood, bracing themselves, getting ready to do whatever they need to do. He does not need a door. Basically, he just walks through the glass. He just walks through it. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, how yeah, weak was that door? Yeah. Either he's really, yeah. really strong or that glass is really, really weak. Basically, Loomis uh, comes out blasting, blasts him, and he drops to the floor. And then they're like, oh, thank God. And he's like, he's not dead. He's still breathing. I can see him. He's, he's, not, he's not dead. And then they're like, right. The guy's like, he's, he's got to be dead. He is, um... He's got to be dead. No, he's not. I shot him six times before and he survived it. So he ain't dead. Mm. So she's like, right, go get help. You go get help. And then uh, to the woman. So the woman's kind of out of the door, but the marshals kind of stood near him. And he's like, get away from him, he's not dead. And, and the marshal's like, oh, what's going on? So he's like, you need to step away from this guy right now. And he doesn't. Yeah. And then obviously Michael Myers gets up and then just squashes him to death, I think. It seems Does it's he like smush he stabs him? him from behind, but there's no knife. Just blood just starts coming out of his dress. Yeah, yeah. so he's like, I did, I would have been like, I told you, he's not dead. I told you. You did not listen. Mm. So then, uh, so they run the Loomis and Laurie, and then he obviously follows. Marion, who who went to go get help, she calls the police, and basically she's like, he's here, get your ass over here, and they're like, what, what's going on? And she's like, just get here now. Yeah. <laughs> and then Loomis gives Laurie a gun. I feel like he must have two guns, because he has a gun as well, so he's gunned up at this point. Well, they're going to need them. Yeah, I know, right? So they're in this kind of room, it's like a... I don't know if it's like a room where they store like the oxygen and and like ga- like gas and air. Yeah, there's stuff. like ether and oxygen ether and, and stuff, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I had I had um that like gas I think it's like gas and air, isn't it? I had it once. It's yeah. weird. But it didn't it, it sort of it didn't seem to affect me that much. I just felt I sort of know. quite yeah. I just felt quite nice and I was like, oh, I feel quite nice and everything was kinda of quite good. But anyway. So they're in this room, but they've locked it. But he's trying to, like, hammer his way through. And all you can see is, like, his little head in the little (laughs) glass bit. (laughs) So he... I think he manages to break the door down. If he can walk through a door, he's going to get it. He's going to get in. Nothing stops him, does it? No, he's going to get in. So he he gets in, and I think Loomis tries to fire his gun but it doesn't go off and then he gets stabbed by him doesn't he because i was like loomis no it's horrible and then he he sort of starts going towards laurie and then she says michael to him because obviously she knows his name now she's like michael and he kind of stops for a minute but then carries on he's like no i'm gonna carry on so she's got a gun so then she blasts him in the eyes i think she shoots him in the eye because there's all blood coming out can't see and he can't apparently. see he can't see and basically he just starts swiping with this yeah. bloody thing so she she stood there and she keeps screaming and i'm like don't scream because he'll be able to hear you yeah. if you're quiet he won't know where you are 
So then they start turning on all these gas canisters and he sort of goes towards those and starts swiping. Yeah. And they, they just they keep going and keep going and then Loomis sort of gets her out. She manages to sort of duck underneath him and get out of this room. She's out of there, thankfully. And then he he keeps he keeps turning these things on and he's got a lighter and he just that was the lighter that he got from the police sheriff guy ages ago. And then it was also the lighter that he gave to the nurse. Yeah. So fortunately, he kept it. He didn't because two people have yeah. not him have had this lighter, and he's got it back from them each time. Fortunately. Fortunately. Yeah. And then so he gets this lighter out and lights it up, and then bang, fire. Apparently, there was too much fire. Too much fire. Yeah, there was too much fire, and apparently, uh, Dick Warlock got a little bit burnt because. His fire suit had zips on it, and oh, the metal yeah. zips burnt him because they got hot. Oh, yeah, but yeah, apparently, um, yeah, I was like, that's a strange thing for a, for a stunt thing to have. You wouldn't have zips because it'd be hot, surely. Sure but I don't know if it's just because the fire was yeah. that extreme as well. Maybe. Apparently, yeah. he kept the costume as well because Deborah Hill said that there would be no more after this. She was wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, she was wrong. So, yeah, so Laurie's kind of outside when this explosion happens, but then Michael Myers comes out of the fire because he bloody doesn't die. But then... Does the word die? She she sort of thinks, oh, my God, what is happening? But then he kind of does drop to the floor then, doesn't he? Yeah, thankfully. Phew. So then, it's daytime. Everything's gone back to normal. Oh. The fire brigade are there putting out that massive fire. And the sheriff is kind of saying that there's ten, there's been ten deaths so far from this. Oh, it's been a terrible night. So, yeah, so the sheriff's saying there's ten, been ten bodies so far. Laurie is getting wheeled out in a chair and all the news are there and they're trying to ask her loads of questions. She's just been through an ordeal. So I get in this has. ambulance. Leave her be. I know, yeah. right? So she, yeah, so she gets in this ambulance and then uh, she sort of sat there and then you get Mr. Sandman comes on again and then it shoots to Michael Myers' mask and it's all on fire. Oh, it's burning away. And then that's the end. Dean. That's it. That's it. I like it. For now. For now, yeah. There'll be many more Mm. sequels. Oh, my God. Terrible sequels. (laughs) They do get away. I quite like it as a sequel. I think it's pretty good. Like, it's not as good as the first one, but nothing will ever be as good as the first one. The first one was special, wasn't it's it? It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, right place, right time, it just... Yeah. It just works, and it and it captures whatever it was at the time. And I think people try and sort of re... try and get that back with sequels, and they just can't do it normally. No, it doesn't quite work. There's the odd no. sequel that I think is better than the original, like Terminator 2. I love Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is good, yeah. Bill and, Bill and Ted's being, bogus um, journey. They had in, what's that film that we watched when it had a discussion? Was it Scream 2? Scream. Yeah. Two, was it Scream 2? Yeah, it was Scream 2, yeah. About yeah, sequels, yeah. from Dawson's Creek. Yes. Review-wise, I'd probably give it a three and a half, because it is an enjoyable watch, but it's not as good as the original. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think as a sequel, it's pretty like it's a fun it's a fun watch. I I love Donald Pleasance. I feel like I it's will watch good, him in it? all the things. Yeah. Uh, Gore probably a two, from 
Like, there was a lot of the deaths weren't gory, but that woman's face with the melty thing, that was a there bit... There was definitely yeah. a lot of death. Yeah, that was a bit That's grim. Sure, yeah. And humour, probably a two. Because there are some funny bits some in it. There some funny bits, but it wasn't hilarious, was it? Yeah, that's it, exactly. Exactly. But overall, yeah. I'd say f- from the sequels, that's probably the best sequel. Mm. I don't count, I don't really count three because it's its own thing. Like, as I've a. I've not seen it. Yeah, I, I don't really. I yeah. guessed, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would recommend it. I think it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Next week, we're going to do Session 9. Oh. Mm. What's it's that about? Got, it's about some guys who go to clean asbestos out of a building. Right. And some weird shit goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds it's really good. Different. It's got that guy in... Watch. It's got that guy in who was in Sunshine on Leith. Um, I've not seen that. Pete, is it Peter Mulhern? I think it's Peter Mulhern, I think he's called. He's been in a few things. He was in another film called Tyrannosaur. It's really good. Yeah, cool. I'll yeah. give it a watch. So, for next week, watch Session 9. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And also, we are on Buy Me A Coffee. If anyone would like to keep us caffeinated make a donation you can make a two pound donation to get a film request in if you want us to review a film Um, i can can make a film request what would you request not sure actually (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to think about it yeah so yeah i'll I'll have a think we'll add we'll we'll add it to the list whatever it is we'll add it to the list yeah so wild card if anyone's got yeah well this is it if you want to make a request it might be it might not necessarily be horror it might just be a request yeah could be anything donate donate your pennies and uh, we will review it yeah and we shall see you next week yep stay safe everybody bye Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. 
the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.